This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs, introducing the new Firehouse Pub Steak Sub with savory steak, crispy fried onions, and our rich Belgian beer cheese sauce. On tap for a limited time. Order yours at firehousesubs.com today. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase. Welcome back to Liquid Lunch on ThatChannel.com. My name is Hildegard Kmeiner. Today is April the 16th here in Toronto on this beautiful sunny day. And we have a very interesting conversation ahead. My next guest is Dr. Richard Leach. He is a bioenergy therapist. In fact, he developed this methodology of living a life of purpose. And the point here is that apparently... All of us come onto this planet with a very specific and unique purpose. And if we do not live that purpose out, we do not give that ex essence of ourselves expression, it shows up in disease and discomfort and unhappy situations. Welcome, Richard. Thank you so much for being here on such short notice. This is amazing. Thank you for inviting me. Please tell us a little bit about... <coughs> our karmic DNA and the biosymbiology and how does all of that work together for somebody who has not even had the privilege of reading your brochures? Yes. Can I begin a little bit with bioenergy? Certainly. Because What right, right away people, bioenergy therapy, right away people uh, think in terms of vital life energy and energy treatments. We're thinking of chakras and yeah. Reiki and all exactly. of Exactly. And while there is a treatment, laying of hands treatment, involved with bioenergy therapy, it is a very small part of bioenergy therapy. Bioenergy therapy to us is life, bio, energy. It's the understanding of all life energies from the energy of matter to the energy of spirit and all frequencies in between and how they conspire to create a life of purpose and reason. So then the invisible world creates the material world? Exactly. And, and when we talked about karmic DNA, karmic DNA is, an, is embedded in your electromagnetic structure. And it's the physical plug-in to this dimension, the energy of physics in this dimension, to draw purposeful experiences, synchronicity of per people and, and events to you for you to confront with your free will repeatedly. So it's the underpinning mechanics under the statement, God never gives you anything you cannot handle. Because if you're plugged in with certain attributes to draw those experiences, you can bet your last dollar that you have a toolbox of gifts and, and, and tools and, and, and the knowledge on board to handle those experiences. The question is, what will the soul do in free will with those experiences when confronted? And how that unfolds, that, that's the, the, the understanding of bioenergy therapy, is to, to understand that those purposes exist and they can be found not with intuition, but with mathematics. It's, it, karmic DNA is embedded in our oldest scriptures, And it's, it's enabled us to see when a person has certain things going on and that's drawn to them on purpose. And so we can see what will actually stress them over their friend or their sister. We can understand what will stress them. The challenges will stress them and stress causes disease. And so what is the purpose in, in this stressor per se? Well, is, it's do communication. Do we need to have that pain or that betrayal in order to really grow into ourselves? Is this part of the deal? Or could it be avoided? 
Is there like it, a, a flaw in the in the design? It is no flaw. It is purposeful. Everything is purpose and reason. You have these challenges, and what you do with them, you have three opportunities. You can sit behind a challenge, a door. It's not a mountain to climb. You sit behind that door, and you think, "My gosh, oh my! I'm afraid. I'm, I don't want. To, I don't know what's back there. I'm not going through." And you choose in free will to stagnate your experience of life. The second thing is to go through the door with the wrong answer, brash, negative, whatever. The wrong answer. You go through the door, and you go, "I knew it." There's just another door back here. It always happens. There's more challenge. So the self-fulfilling prophecy, so to speak? No, there's a third option. The third option is to recognize that challenge, understand it, and go through the door with the proper answer. And on the other side of that door is your biggest abundance to date. Always. So the challenges keep coming. If you master the challenges, you have constant abundance. If you master the challenges, you get what scriptures in every religion would re regard as um, health, long life, longevity, your, your just desserts. If you are not mastering the challenges, if you're becoming stressed, the stress uh, is, is, is written in body structure, in cellular structure, and it imbalances the body to bring a disorder. And that disorder isn't a punishment or penalty. That disorder is a communication. Every, and that's where we get to biosymbology. I've just finished a book, 140,000 words, that's being proofed now, on medical biosymbology, what every very part of the body means, sometimes down to biochemistry, what it means when it's, when it's erupting with the imbalance of symptom. And that body is telling us, it's a team player. Billions of cells are knowledgeable, intelligent, and listening to our every action. And they vibrate as they're being written to cellular structure with the, 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 the experience of life. When it's a negative experience, they're vibrating in a low vibration. And that will unlock the body to allow that disorder in that place on purpose. And that disorder, read by biosymbology, is actually telling us, it's communication, go back and make that last left turn or right turn. Go, there's something afoot, something in history, something behind you that you have uh, left in the closet. And it's aching. It is actually festering. The only place it can, it can actually come to disorder and worse and worse and worse is in the dark. So it's, it's like understanding the physiology of the body. It's understanding that bioenergy is actually a communication through the body. I mean, a little known fact, uh, British medical researchers in 2001 uh, wrote a white paper that the mind and brain are separate. One of my clients came marching in with a big article from the Toronto Star. And they said that the mind and brain are separate. The mind is in the aura. And the brain is an organic translator of, of energy of thought. And the, the, the communication from mind through the body, through the chakra system, to the brain. And, and the, the, the brain collects the data from five physical senses, translates that back to energy and sends it to mind. It's happening at a nanosecond. And when you have negative thoughts, the energy packages coming through are going through at the wrong frequency. So at UCLA, for instance, Dr. Hunt found there was a, a frequency range for each of the seven chakras. This is why they emanate different colors. So that frequency range for the root center, for instance, fight or flight survival instinct, it starts at 250 hertz. I mean, crown goes up to 2,000 hertz, but it starts at 250 hertz. And if the, 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 the thoughts of a, of a mugging or some hurt come through, it could be 100, 150 hertz. That energy package gets stuck. We'll teach our grade seven children that, that everything is energy and the table in front of them is vibrating at a molecular level, even though we can't see it. And it's true. 
So the energy of thought trumps physics in this dimension, and it comes through the body as energy of thought gets stuck. And it can't move because it's not high enough velocity to pass that place. Energy, I also teach children, energy only decays. Like a, a swing or a pendulum will, will sooner stop. When it decays, what happens to the energy of thought in the body when it decays? It will decay and become matter where matter shouldn't be. It might be calcium deposit. It might be tumor. So you have your calcifications, are cancers, and all of those things. It's all As intertwined, a symptom, and right? it comes from purpose. Yeah, it, it, our purpose of life. For me, then, what to get awake, to become conscious, and take it like it, like when you have your car. Let's say the car analogy, and there is the engine light coming on. Well, it doesn't help me to kind of rip it out <laughs> or smash it, right? I That's kind right. of need to take it to a mechanic. So well, is that how you see disease the, then? The, the, the preventative medicine of this is to know your life purpose and, and work to your own purpose. Work to the goodnesses of your own being and your purpose in life. And that keeps the energy flowing at a high vibration. Mm -hmm. That energy flowing at a high vibration, they've proven at uh, Mind-Body Institute that, that the energy flowing at a high vibration triggers the collagen matrix to rejuvenate cell structure. It keeps you locked from disorder. So people who are happy because they do what they do, like my previous guest was saying, the minute she started to take the paint out and worked in her art, her body Responded. was improving. Yes. And it very likely she has an optimism archetype code from karmic DNA that she is an artist, author, performer, and she was fulfilling her mission. So in doing so, she tripped into it. She didn't know it. We can know these things. These things are knowable by doing the... the go, go back for me, please. Yes. You, you said this word really quickly. About a code? What, what, what kind of code? Well, karmic DNA. Karmic DNA itself is soul consciousness divided into parts. There are ten equal parts. Into parts. Parts. Soul consciousness divided into ten equal parts. Ten equal parts. parts. So let's say that the soul, who is not incarnate, has a wholeness of consciousness that is perfect. The soul is an all-knowing, all-powerful piece of God. Okay, And so it, its consciousness is perfect. It's all-knowing. If it comes here, part of that is filtered out by electromagnetics. Coming through the barrier, uh, the, the etheric barrier, it's filtered out on purpose to do with electromagnetics. So none of us comes with all ten parts. None of us comes with all the parts we do bring in equal balance. I have six archetypes, and they're all out of balance. And so why do you mention that it has to do with electromagnetics? We don't have them all together. Why is that? Is well, that to do with the planet of frequency? Or? Our configuration for this life is, I mean, this entire, this entire uh, you would call, uh, environment, I call it the theme park for souls. This entire environment is geared for us to come and have a purposeful experience. The souls come to have these experiences, to test themselves, to challenge themselves in amnesia of soul self, of all-knowing, to literally have this guided tour to challenge their intuition self, to, to find and overcome these challenges in the proper positive way. And we don't do such a good job. So in an attempt to what? To remember our completeness and our wholeness, so to speak? Um, to remember who we really are? As a soul self? Well, I have to say that one of the things we have to adopt is to stop thinking like a human and start <laughs> thinking like a soul. Oh, okay. You're thinking That's, like a human. Yeah. And we're not humans, we're souls. Okay. So we happen to have a human body. So it isn't about this experience. This experience is, is we're coming to try 
to to to, to well, for instance, if the soul is an all, uh, it, it's a, a positive uh, polarity being. In our home environment, we don't even we can't even barely comprehend negativity. It just doesn't exist for, to us. We come here to this environment we've created in pure potential to actually taste and try and touch the negativity. So to be experiencing the duality. Yes. To and, feel separate. And still to overcome it with our positivity. Uh-huh. So it's a grand experience. Uh, and, and there's even grander things that we're doing here as a collective, but we can't get to that today. But the most amazing thing is that this entire environment is set up for us to do this work, to, to have these experiences. And w when we're coming from a dimension where all, there is no time, all, it happens all at once, our 80, 100-year life here uh, could be like that to the soul. Mm -hmm. To us, it's momentous all these years. So is to you, by your understanding, is there a difference between spirit or soul, or are we spiritual beings in a physical experience? No. Is that the same, spirit and soul? Yes. That Our spirit, I, I would tend to use spirit as a collective term for all, all at once. Okay. And the soul, I, I tend to use that as our individual piece of spirit. So it's kind of like the heart, the, the, the little piece in me that, that animates this particular physical computer, if you so well. Yes, it's, it's our individual. You see, if we came here in karmic DNA, if everybody manifests a life here with all ten parts at equal measure, we would all literally look alike, sound alike, and talk alike, and we'd be very bored. This filter allows us to have so vast array of experiences to actually each and it will for one thing I can tell you that for you or I to be here again on this dimension it would take 65,686 years to bring the physics around for us to manifest just the way we are again yes that's no human is equal and so so when you look at this and you say the the realm of coming here is like it's it's amazing how we can configure ourselves so differently You know, when, when you look at other metaphysical science like um, astrology and numerology, you look at those and say they're talking broadly about personality. Well, you can have a similar karmic DNA. Of, and the karmic DNA isn't a personality, by the way. I should mention that. Karmic DNA is actually a focus on what the soul came to experience. No personality. It's what you came to do, the actions. So when you compare, you could say, I have a Scorpio having this similar karmic DNA and, and a Gemini having this similar karmic DNA. It would be a completely different experience where we're both trying to do the life of this or that. Similarly, the personality influence would bring a whole different experience. Wow. Back to you saying you can tell when or what the, the karmic DNA setup is. Tell me a little bit about the experiences you had with a person who couldn't hear. Like, How does all of that understanding you have make you different from any kind of counselor, therapist? Well, Because you had a person who couldn't hear and suddenly could hear, but you didn't do anything. No potions, no hands-on healing. Tell us about My, that. She, it was only one year that she couldn't hear, so we, we could communicate. But uh, I would tell you the difference between myself and another is that I didn't step into this to be a healer. I didn't ever imagine this life for myself. I was actually at the top of my game in 1985 pulling $140 an hour as a commercial designer. 
and I had won national design awards for food packaging. But now uh, I came into this knowledge because I struggled through a very difficult period of my life, and, I, and some supernatural things seemed to happen, and the skeptic in me was knocked over. I was like, no, how can that be? But I saw it. I could not refute it, and it made me seeker. It made me question, how can this be? Why is this? How can that work? How could she have done those things in my presence and, and know those things? It, was, it blew my mind, and it made me a seeker. And it wasn't long before I erupted into a wide awake channel for 14 months, which downloaded an understanding of bioenergy, life energy. Not the energy of the body, but the energy of the dimension and how it worked. I was asking very simple questions, and they were very broad. How could this be? What makes this... Per- you know, I, I was asking these very simple questions, but they were huge questions. And after a while, I questioned myself. I was like, where is this coming from? I, I mean, I, it was, I was getting ideas, thoughts in my mind, and I didn't understand. And I said, where is this coming from? And the next thought came in my mind was, open the book. It took me two weeks to think of opening the Bible. And I opened to Matthew 7, 7, 8. It said, asking... You know that. Ask creepy. and you shall be given. Yeah, yeah. The see, seek and you shall find. Ask and ask and it will be answered and, yeah. uh, and knock and it will be brought on will, to you. The door will be this was the answer to me where this is coming from. So a very personal traumatic experience. You're living along, having your left brain experience as a successful hotshot designer. That's right. And suddenly Building life an falls apart. And I had all of this happen, and I ended up seeking. And what's different with me and other practitioners is I didn't, I didn't go to study something. This came to me. One person said, you were called. And I was like, really? I don't think, I don't think in that terms. But the further I got into it, I, I learned things. I ended up uh, uh, learning the ability to run energy from my hands, and I started helping people. And then when they came back and said, that pain's coming back, can you do it again? I felt like General Motors on a recall. Right. And that didn't sit well with me. If you can get rid of it, how does it get to come back? Mm-hmm. And that's when I discovered, going back to spirit, that's when I discovered everything has purpose. If you're going to tinker with the physical body, the physical body, in, a, in effect, is, is a symptom of consciousness. On the best day, the day you're born, your consciousness is formed in a physical way, in, as a body. This is a hard drive. Everything is being written to the hard drive, and it's, if it's stressful being, being written, it is imbalancing the hard drive, mm-hmm. and that's uh, going to come to disorder. So I started down this path to find out what causes, what's the real true purpose or cause of any disorder. And uh, my life work for the last over two decades has been to discover what stress causes what disorder. So then back to this particular stress of one ear not working, the lady hearing on another, and nobody could help her. No doctor had ever been able to discover how or why she lost her hearing. And it came on all of a sudden. She had hearing before. It's not like it was like a no, birth so kind of situation. No, it wasn't congenital. So then she comes to see you. What did you do then to help I her? I gave her knowledge. Knowledge is the power to heal. Taking the purpose away from a symptom forces it to leave the body. Every symptom, everything that happens in the body has a spiritual sanction, a right to be present, communicating to you something about your life. Overcome that something and you take that purpose away, it has to leave. Now, medicine will call that spontaneous remission. 
um, although it's not so spontaneous if you work many weeks <laughs> to find well, it. Well, I mean, if you manage to wipe out a computer virus, I guess it's a, a glitch in the DNA then, right? Once you become aware of the purpose of why it was there in the first place, it's no longer needed. The software rewrites itself better. Yes, and I'll, I'll explain to you what's different with the practice of bioenergy therapy because it's not just the energy treatment. It's an analytical pursuit of cause. I use a formula that I learned as a 16-year-old boy from Power Squadron, from nautical navigation, where you have a, a buoy and a point and a lighthouse, and you can find where you are in the nebulous of water. And I actually did that up in a northern lake. I went all around and ended up only 40 feet off of the harbor. So that was now, navigation on the ocean without a GPS. By, yeah, by compass. Now, interestingly enough, I use that formula in bioenergy therapy. I use biosymbology, what the body is screaming about with certain kinds of symptoms. What mm -hmm. it's upset about tells me what kind of stress I'm looking for. Then that particular person, because everybody has a similar disorder, that particular person has a certain karmic DNA. Each of the archetypes has a half a dozen major stressors. So I know what will stress them as opposed to another person. So there's a second fix. And then when I get them talking about their life and they tell me what's happened in their life, there's the third fix. Where these three things intersect, that's the cause of this disorder. And once you find it, that's the hard part. Any doctor will say, well, this is stress-related, but that and a dollar, half, dollar and a half will get you coffee. You know, you, you, the hard part is everybody has so many stresses. Which one mm -hmm. is causing this symptom? And that is my life work, to, to define what is causing this symptom for this person. Everybody's life is unique. Mm -hmm. Nobody's had the same life experience, so while they can have a similar disorder, it doesn't come from always the same purpose. So you start hunting intellectually for the, the purpose. You find the purpose of the disorder. You find a way to resolve that purpose by either helping them discern and find the solution in their life for that thing. If they do, they change their perception of it, and it's written to cellular structure. If you can just get them to focus on that, I mean, let's say if the event had something to do with somebody who's now deceased, that's okay. If with added information they can focus on it and think about it and see a different way to perceive that experience that had purpose and reason to it com coming from their own soul contract, their own purposeful life, it wasn't just that person victimizing. It wasn't just that person doing whatever they're doing. Because we can look into their karmic DNA and fi find out why they're motivated. So we can add a lot more information to the party if they can just change their perception. Their perception is written to cellular structure and it becomes a, re a resolve that makes it either benign or positive. So out of the understanding of what is the grander purpose behind my symptom, that knowledge in itself is has healing. an impact and is healing. That's right. And then I can allow myself to be mentored and coached by you as to how to make different choices or how to act different, change my diet, whatever, and then it will be permanent. It's yes. not something that I have to continue here's to fix. Something, here's something I'll add to the party. Um, Dr. Hunt at UCLA in 30 years of study of bioenergy research discovered and named something called DC shift. Mm -hmm. And DC shift is an energy shift where your entire energy system bumps up one whole octave in the, in the middle of trauma. It's the reason people can lift a car off their husband. Yes, in emergency okay. situations. Yeah, all of a sudden their, their energy system bumps up one octave and they have, they have a, a, an abilities that, that, that is unheard of. Now, when it's in that higher octave, 
Like right now, you and I are in our normal octave. Everything we're experiencing, this conversation, is being written to cellular structure. If we go to trauma event, it's written in a higher structure. That higher structure will now be written into this cellular structure at a higher frequency. And in, from our normal self, after the trauma, you can have 10 years of talk therapy. It's not going to help. Because you can't access the hard drive. Well, you see, that was my question. Because and a lot of people go through all sorts of things and they're still repeating the same pattern. Exactly. And, and I'm not aware of the pattern even. And that is, where, that is where the energy treatment that I do comes into play. Because the energy treatment that I do can induce a mild DC shift. So while we've discussed everything, if they just leave a session... It's not going to be rewritten because it's in the wrong octave the, from the discussion and the trauma. I move them to a, uh, a mild DC shift with the energy treatment, and anything that we've discussed and they're thinking about is now being rewritten in the higher octave. So and what, therefore, it's permanent. What does that look like, the energy treatment? When I hear energy treatment, I'm thinking of Reiki and therapeutic touch and all these things. Is that what you do, like the, laying the, on hands? The, la the laying of hands treatment I do is taught by Reverend Rosalind Briere in California. And uh, it's, uh, she calls it a chelation treatment. And it, I've modified it somewhat. I would describe it as drilling out the system. I drill out from one hand to the other hand, clearing a section at a time, which is different from Reiki. Reiki is more of additive from both hands. My personal belief is everything has science to it. A completed circuit is more potent. And a completed circuit, two hands on output, is not a completed circuit. So I cl clear one, from one hand to the next hand sections of the body, and I clear it out, and I leave it running free and clear and open. They're in a high healing mode. The Heart Math Institute, they found that the, the energy flowing through the body triggers the collagen matrix to, to rejuvenate cellular structure. Well, when you clear it out and you leave it running and flowing, they're in a high healing cycle where cellular stu structure is being rejuvenated. Okay? Now, what also happens, when early days I was giving energy treatment before I just developed all of this theory and understanding, um, what happened was I was giving a treatment and it was coming to success, and they left very happy, and they were you know, pain-free, they would come back in two or three months and say, that pain is coming back, can we do it again? And I, I may have said earlier, I felt like General Motors on a recall. Mm -hmm. uh, it did, didn't sit well with me, so I had to find out more. But the bottom line is, is what I realized was any energy treatment, energy is a birthright. Every human can run energy. It's different modalities run it with different theory. But what I found was anybody's running energy or acupuncture or anything, what we're doing is we're displacing the, 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 the blocks. And we can push them right out of the system where they're, they're actually hanging out here around us. It's like you, they're, they're on little fishing lines hooked in. And it only takes tomorrow or two months from now for someone to repeat or say something that triggers your mental thoughts to that memory of that, that upset. And they reel back in and next thing you know you got that symptom back. Mm -hmm. So what you need to do is cut the line. And you cut the line by getting to the purpose. Resolve the purpose, and it, ha it can't come back. It's not waiting to come back. So, so you bring the entire consciousness up to a whole new resonance so that it doesn't stick anymore, if I could well, put it that way? If the purpose of an illness... Uh, 
has been pushed out, but it's the purpose still there, it is still purposeful in the person's life, they have respite, they have temporary relief until it slowly works its way back from thinking memories that reassociate the, that issue. Mm-hmm. It will draw back in. It's only a band-aid. But when I work with people to find the purpose of, of the illness, resolve the issue either in a physical or a, per, a perception way, and then move it out with the energy treatment, which includes a DC shift in case it was from a higher trauma, okay, then I actually move it out and it has no line. I've broken the line by cutting its purpose. It's no, it, it goes out and it floats away. So they don't have that purpose associated anymore. It can't come back. And that's why I have people that are 18 years this year, symptom-free from fibromyalgia, you know, and many other disorders. Well, fibromyalgia, tell us a little bit about that, that a lot of people suffer or it's brought on through trauma, whether it's an accident or an emotional upset. I would explain to you that I regard fibromyalgia as a barometer of our life experience. Every person is up for fibromyalgia. The common denominator between fibromyalgia people, people who have fibromyalgia, is that they've had a a depth of stress history that's like that that, that siren. (laughs) They've had a depth of stress history that is just so long and so deep that what they have is they have stresses in every energy center in the body. The energy centers, you know, now getting back to the original bioenergy, the energy centers are uh, uh, divided by category of thought, where thought transits the body. There's fight or flight, survival instinct, then there's security and intimacy, and then there's analysis of life at the third, and love of life, self, family, friends, puppies, nature, Mm -hmm. at the heart, whole love. Then Then there is... Uh, then there is uh, the, uh, the throat, which is expressions and actions of our will, which is our arms come out of there and, and do our, our bidding. And then a connection to soul at the brow and a connection to spirit at the crown. So our, 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 all of our thoughts are divided by categories for what they are and where they are. And they go through at those different levels at different frequencies. So when you start to see this, the energy system is a, is a vast intercom. The reason, for instance, cancer can spread from one place to another is that each and every organ and gland has seven chakras that are interrelated with the seven majors. There are 122 intermediate chakras that are found at every joint of bone that we we commonly use to, to move energy. So this whole depth of scientific understanding of bioenergy starts to come into play to understand why purpose is going to a certain place. And so when you start to realize the common denominator of fibromyalgia people is that they have stresses in all seven categories. That's why it's all over body pain. So we just can't handle life anymore when we have fibromyalgia, Well, we've had, we've had our fill of stress. Yeah. So when people come like that, you can imagine, we start picking away at finding the reasons for, for certain symptoms. Mm-hmm. And slowly it melts away. I can't tell you how many times someone has sat in my office and one day, the, the most wonderful one was, was this woman came in and we were talking and she all of a sudden she stopped and she looked at me like she was surprised and aghast and I said, what's the matter? And she said, I can't remember the last time I had pain. Wow. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. I just realized I'm coming here and I'm not feeling my pain. Mm-hmm. And it had slowly backed down over the, over the weeks and months that we had worked together. It had slowly backed down until it was barely noticeable, but we were finishing it. And then it was gone. 
and she it was it went from barely noticeable to gone and she didn't recognize where it left fantastic let me take this we are almost out of time but let me ask you a, a different level question sure you explained bioenergy there must be then a field that binds us all right if everything is energy There must be a collective energy. You're right. And when you're looking at, or just thinking, talked about the different chakras, so what is happening on this planet? People are still causing each other harm. We are still fighting. We apparently in our society so well-to-do. We're spending more money in medicine, and yet more people are sick and lonesome and, you know, What is going on on a bigger energetic plane from your perspective? Can you give well, us some well, insights on that? Well, you know my that? background is in metaphysics, so we're just treading on a question that would open up an entire new show. Um, we should have that but, in mind. Maybe we'll do that. But I would tell you this, the, question, the answer to your question is yes. There is uh, what Carl Jung found, collective unconscious. It is the interrelated of all aura fields. Your aura is not just as big as people might see. It's their failure of vision. Your aura is as big as a house. Right now, we're very intimate. But, but and, that, and that is also resting in what we would call the numinous energies of this world. Mm -hmm. The entire world is a, is a vat of energy of different frequencies. So, yes, there is a collective energy field. And, and there is a collective conscience of all the auras interpenetrating. Now... When we come here with purpose to have experiences, I would tell you that it's a, grand, it's a grand scheme. It's all choreographed. Yes, there's free will, but things are brought to us. The choreography is brought to us. We have, we have choices of how we deal with it, not, not if we're going to deal with it. So then this concept of world peace is actually doable when More than doable. enough of us really get with the program and go beyond what's with the visible eyes? It's actually... Like, I always like to end on a positive note here, Absolutely. Right? It's more than doable. Hildegard, I have to share with you that we've just come through a very complex transition of energy. The entire globe was shifted by spirit from 2000 uh, to 2000... No, from 1990 to 2002. We saw flooding on every continent equal to that of the flooding of the time of Noah. Wow, I didn't know that. And we saw in that decade, more than 12 years, we saw electromagnetic shifts so that small runways, not big, big airports like our Pearson Airport are using electronic beacons, but small runway, runways like Buttonville Airport, who are using magnetics still, had to renumber the magnetic headings on their runways because they're different That's by degrees. And so what was done was the electromagnetics of this entire dimension was shifted. We, sh we left behind a whole history of energy system based in conflict to come into a whole system of an energy system based in harmony. And the only thing holding us back right now is our history and, and what we've learned to be and know in this dimension. Two generations from now, it will be all different. So we've been conditioned to believe we are separate and victims and have to be afraid of each other. That's right. But that's just an old software that's gradually on the way out. Yeah. Yes, and also a lot of what science is observing and coming to conclusions. Uh, they're coming to conclusions in a fear-based ideal that, oh, my God, these vast changes are really something and it's going to mean the end of us. And it's actually vast changes implemented by spirit. 
to graduate us into a different way of being human. Mm-hmm. So the Armageddon is the letting go of fear and empowering ourselves from a loving spot? There will be a shift. We, the world will, will not be as we know it. Yeah, but but that's a good thing. Well, I'm glad we can end on this good news. Because, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, we're, we're destined for a thousand years of harmony here. I've seen the visions. When I look at the privilege I've had of sitting in this chair and hearing people's stories and, you know, coming to be with you today, I just marvel at how did we meet? <laughs> like, we didn't know each other last week, right? We didn't know each other until yesterday. <laughs> well, exactly. So the bottom line yeah. is there is, for my personal limited experience, divine reason and purpose for everything in my own life because... Nothing happens in this dimension without reason. There's a purpose to everything. And we, we end up with tunnel vision focused on, oh, my God, something horrible is afoot. But change is not necessarily horrible. I will, I will share this with you. And I, I, I was right from the get-go when 9-11 happened. I mean, I had almost every client I ever had march through my do doors within three, three weeks trying to get an update on what the heck is this. And I said, this is not bad news. Mm -hmm. As much as it's political movement, spirit moves everything and everyone. I would tell you that 9-11 was not a, a, a negative event. And nobody would actually understand that. But I have to tell, share with you, actual re news reports on the day, 50 to 70,000 people were at risk in those two buildings. And at the end of it all, only 2,300 of those original 50 to 70,000 are dead. And yet the maximum impact to this globe was global compassion. Rang out everywhere. Well, look at all the f bonds and the love coming out of people in Canada where all the planes landed. That's right. And the bonds that are going on yeah. now forever and, look at where and ever. And look at where it happened. We all know, I mean, New York has always been like 10, 15, 20 years ahead of Toronto in, in crime and whatnot. We know New York has had its reputation. New Yorkers would not really look across the road if there was a mugging they don't want to be involved. That's not today. New Yorkers mm -hmm. stand for each other today. Well, because of that event. And you, you saw people, you know, shop owners giving running shoes to ladies in high heels and all sorts of act of kindness yep, and absolutely. compassion happened. Absolutely. It was a purposeful, globally choreographed event to move us. Remember I told we had a shift from energy field of, of a whole construct of concept, uh, const, um, conflict. We moved into a construct of harmony and we all have to have an upgrade. We've learned how to deal with conflict, and we know how to live the life dog-eat-dog. Dog. We don't know how to work in harmony. And we have, we have to have these, these tsunami events to trigger us to try and find and master ways of working in the harmony field. So then that is part of maybe as individuals, we hit the wall at some point as well. Exactly. Call it a severe Every accident or get fired after 35 years in a job or something. And that sparks then us to sit and ask. And when you are asking, the thoughts we think get picked up from some higher institutional software generator. Yes. And then the teachers will show up one person at a time. Yes. Well, listen, I, I, how can people get a hold of you? I'm afraid we have to cut it off here. Okay. Um, um, my, where are you operating and how can people get in touch My practice is in Brampton. I've had people come from far away as UK, California, 
Alberta, New York. Most of my work is southern Ontario. It's sometimes a drive for people. I've had people in the beaches who said, Brampton? <laughs> Why are you in Brampton? I'm not coming all the way there. But people come when they realize there's efficacy, mm-hmm. when there's an answer. And they, they, I've had people drive every week four hours each way from Belleville. So uh, my work is in Brampton. My office is in Brampton. And uh, they, can call, they can contact me via the Internet, bioenergytherapy.com is uh is my website and they can they can go there and on the very first page they can send a a note to contact and we'll contact first through email and uh we'll make appointments or we'll discuss i'll answer questions and uh we can go from there so you work in person but also long distance like over skype or yes do people have to come and see you physically well i tell you if it's a real heavy duty disorder it's not easy to do long distance. Mm-hmm. I counsel people karmic DNA and life change with Skype. I, I can do that long distance. I have actually sent energy healing 925 miles to Jacksonville, Florida. And efficacy was there. The trouble with the distance is that I can't seem to feel the outcome. Okay. On my table, I can feel when each segment is clear. I can feel the results, and I know the job is done. I'm shooting in the dark when I'm going long distance, so I prefer to do that in person. Well, thank you so much. I was speaking here with Dr. Richard Leach. He is an energy therapist, and please contact him via his website, which is uh, bioenergytherapy.com. And please take with us for a little while. We will go on break for a couple of minutes, and we'll be back. And we'll talk about, now that the spring has come, about how to mineralize and fertilize your garden soil, your field and uh, stay with us. See you shortly. Sally Beauty's new all-in-one hair color kits make it easy to color your hair at home. Get everything you need to color for beautifully radiant results. Loved by professionals, open to everyone. Sally Beauty, 